Have you ever read a book and felt like the author used the same word over and over and over again? Crutch words can affect how our readers feel about our work, and today I'm talking all about crutch words and how you can find them and eliminate them. Welcome to Writing on the Fly, a podcast for writers by a writer. I'm figuring out this writing thing as I go, and I'm bringing you along for the ride. I believe anybody can write, and the world needs your story. guys and happy Monday. Before I kick off the episode, I want to do a little segment I like to call Books I've Read. It's the end of the month, so um, I figure that's like a good time to share the books I've read. Um, I really enjoyed doing it last month, and so now it's going to be end of the month. I'm going to do the segment, unless, of course, I find a book that I'm like, oh my gosh, I must tell everybody now, which it's happened before. Um, so um, if you're interested in any of the books that I mention here, I do have a webpage on my website. Check out writingboldly.com slash links and then click books I read and it will take you to the webpage where I've listed out all the books I've read with links if you are interested in finding out more because I do read a lot of indie author books and I love sharing those with people because I love supporting indie authors because I am one and also... Indie authors are awesome. All authors are awesome. Writing a book is not easy. So I think it's awesome to share books I've read and books I've enjoyed. Unfortunately, though, for the month of February, not a lot of reading has gotten done, which is kind of sad because I have literally like designed a whole like nighttime routine around this idea of getting some reading time before bed. However, I'm in a lit class this semester or term. It's not really a semester. I do eight week terms with my school. Um, in the lit class and it is very reading intensive um very very reading intensive so all my reading has been about with that and so I've been reading a lot of short stories for my discussion posts um I'm also currently reading the rule no not the rule it's called rule of bone rule of the bone which I'm struggling through so y'all just pray for me but I'm working on it I'm reading that right now um so in February I have started a book and not, not, not been able to finish it yet because I borrowed it from the library and then I had to return it. But then two days later, I got it back because I put it back on hold. So right now I'm currently reading You Have a Match by Emma Lord. I read another book by her called Tweet Cute and I loved it. And so far, the You Have a Match, it's kind of going in a way I did not imagine. So I'm really curious as to what's going to happen next. I'm currently reading it right now. I just got it back from the library, so I'm pretty excited about it. And then the only other book I've read outside of this short stories, which don't count as books, they're just short stories, um, was Jurassic Park, which I actually did read for my lit class because I did my 10-page analytical paper on Jurassic Park. So I read Jurassic Park. And if you did not know that the movie Jurassic Park was based off a movie by Michael, or not, the movie Jurassic Park was based off the movie Jurassic Park. Gosh, I'm crushing it today. Um, the movie Jurassic Park was based off the book Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. And in fact, from what I have read and learned in my research of Jurassic Park and Michael Crichton, um, the second book, Lost World, was written basically because um, Spielberg wanted it <laughs> and he wanted a sequel. And it kind of sounds like Crichton was kind of forced into it, whereas like he might have not necessarily had... A sequel planned when he wrote Jurassic Park which um 
what would be a huge clue to that is if you read Jurassic Park, <laughs> a certain character dies, and then all of a sudden they they somehow survived <laughs> at the last second. But we don't find that out until Lost World. So, um, but I read Jurassic Park. It is a phenomenal book, a truly phenomenal book. If you liked the movie, even like 20%, I highly recommend reading the book. There's so much more that has gone into um, just the science behind everything. Um, There's a lot more action in the book that they don't show in the movie, which, you know, you would think they would have all the action-y parts. But the book is so good. It's like, I read it my senior year in high school. It was required reading. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this book is amazing. How did I not know? So Jurassic Park, Michael Crichton, read it. Thank me later. And that's basically all I read for February. Alrighty, let's get into talking about some crutch words. Crutch words are words that we fall back on when we don't know what to write next. Think about when we speak and we use the word um as a filler when we think or think of, um, I just used it just then, but also in How I Met Your Mother, they have the whole drinking game when every time Robin says, but um, and then all his college students have that drinking game. Not that I'm supporting drinking games, but... That's the whole thing. Like, that's the whole idea. Like, when we need to fill the space with something, when we're speaking, we'll use the word um. I use it all the time. I use the word like all the time. It's my speaking crutch word. (laughs) But we also have crutch words in writing. And we all have our own words that we use. Um, For myself, I use the word literally more times than I ever need to. And I also use the word actually too often. In my speech, I use the word fair every single time someone makes a valid point in a conversation and now it's to the point where other people I work with are now using it and fair along with like and um are my spoken crutch words and as I'm thinking about this I probably use also and however far too much in writing especially for a young adult audience however is however the word however is generally used in arguments and debates And I am not debating with my readers and my stories. So something I just need to keep an eye out for. So if you're unsure about what your crutch words might be, or if you want to see some common crutch words, so you kind of get an idea of what kind of words could be crutch words, I'm going to link an article about crutch words in the show notes. So how do you identify your particular crutch words? First thing, have someone else read your work and ask them to point out words they feel like they read a lot. In the past, I've had friends read my work, and when I asked for feedback, they've always said, it was good, or I really liked it, which is, you know, nice to hear, (laughs) but sometimes feedback is hard to get unless you know what you're looking for or what you're expecting from your reader, and I've learned that the best feedback I've ever received is when I specifically asked for something. So when I said, hey, I want you to read this, and I want you to tell me how the pacing is, or hey, read this and tell me if the character growth makes sense, or do you see the character growth? And it's also helpful for the reader to know what to look for. If you give something to somebody and you're like, hey, read this for me and tell me what you think, they're probably going to be like, oh, I liked it. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever read. And for some people, it might be the best thing they've ever read. And that's what they might tell you. But you won't get feedback unless you're pinpointing the area you want to work on. And this is super helpful advice, especially if you're asking someone to read something who isn't a writer. Like when I read my friend's work, 
I'm a writer, so I'm like, okay, I know they're going to want this. I know they're going to want, like, I have a general idea of what they're going to want or be looking for. Whereas, like, if you're asking your friend or your mom or your boyfriend, your husband, your girlfriend, whoever, if they're not a writer but you're asking them for feedback, they don't know what to look for. They're just going to know if they enjoyed reading the story or not. So some helpful questions are, what did you think of the plot? How was the pacing? How did you see the character growth? Or did you see the character growth? Did the ending feel like the twist you weren't expecting? Or could you see it a mile away? What word do you feel like you saw a lot of? And that's the magical question, guys. That's how we find our crutch words. We hand it off to somebody else and say, hey, pinpoint the words you feel like you read a lot. My first experience with learning what words I used as crutch words was when a friend of mine read a chapter that I had written and she said, you used shot a look a lot. Like, do your characters look at each other any other way other than shooting looks at each other? It's like, all they did was shoot looks at each other. I shot this look and he shot that look and he shot me a look. And when she said that to me, it was like my mind was blown because I like went back and read it and I was like, oh my gosh. All they do is move their eyes. Like, do they not move their bodies? <laughs> so... I did a find on my document, like when I went back to check it, like I just mentioned, <laughs> um, and the amount of times that they shot looks at each other was way too high for a three-page document. And she like wasn't kidding. Every interaction had somebody shooting another person to look. So that was how I started learning about my crutch words. Second thing, look for words you notice when you read things. I immediately notice when an author uses the word badly. For some reason, I feel like it's a weak word. And if it's used in a book, there are 17 other words they could have used instead. And so I'm always curious as to what made them stick with that one. <laughs> I have no idea where I got this idea that badly was such an awful word. Maybe some teacher in the past told me that it was like a negative to use that word. However, I can't say for sure, but badly in my mind, if I hear them, like I cringe, I'm just like, why that word? So, but I notice it immediately. Anytime, like I've listened to books, I've read books and they're like, well, that made me feel badly. And I'm like, why? I feel guilty. I feel ashamed. I feel awful. I feel that is horrifying. Like there are a whole bunch of other words. Don't use badly. <laughs> So do a find on your document for words you notice in other works to see if maybe you're using them without realizing it. Number three, do a scan yourself. Read your work yourself and see what word sticks out to you. I've had friends point out words. I've had editors point out other words. I've also been in the midst of editing and realized I used the word but seven times in a paragraph. I'm not even sure how it's possible, yet I did it and it was staring right at me. Multiple eyes on this document is how you get the best work. We're all human and we will all miss things. So I noticed the word but, but the three people before that didn't notice that I used the word but seven times in a paragraph, a single paragraph, guys, the word but was used seven times. Just, just I know, I'm sorry. Just, we're just gonna roll with it. We're gonna move on. I'm cringing too. So, be on the lookout for words when you are editing. 
Hey there, writer. I just wanted to quickly tell you about Creative Mail. Creative Mail is a monthly subscription for creative writing, inspiration, and honing your skills. I have recently revamped Creative Mail to have mini lessons. Now, each month, you'll get a workbook with a mini lesson, prompts to help you apply the lesson, plus prompts to help get you writing. This workbook gets delivered to your email every month in a printable PDF. Give yourself the treat of a new writing resource that is affordable and gets you writing. Creative Mail is only $5 a month. Use the code FLY at checkout and get 10% off your first month. Check out Creative Mail at writingboldly.com slash creative dash mail. So once we find our crutch words, what do we do? Well, you do a find on the document so you can quickly find all the places where the word is used. So on Macs, you do like command F, on PCs, you do control F, on Google, you can go to like tools or something. There's a way to do a find. And you just, when the find box pops up, you just type in the word you're looking for and it will pull up every instance of this word. So you do a find, you find out all the places that this word was used. Once it finds all the instances, go through each one bit by bit. So go over each sentence where that word is and ask yourself, is that really the best word to use for that sentence, for that paragraph, for that chapter, for that page? Think of your document like real estate. Every single word has to fight for its spot and crutch words just weaken the playing field, which playing field might not necessarily roll with real estate. But if you think about the furniture in your house and every piece that you have in your house, you generally need to love and like it. it needs to go with everything else, right? Think of your words like that on your page. Every word has to justify itself for why it's there on the page. Each usage of a crutch word is a handicap to all the other words. It weakens everything. My rule of thumb is to read the sentence. And if I can think of another word to replace it with immediately, I replace it without hesitation. If I can't, uh, pull up a, uh, I will, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. I pull up a thesaurus to find synonyms or other ways of saying something. And I'll see if I can swap it out with something else that might make the sentence stronger. So I'll sit there and I'll pull up the, 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 the blah, blah, thesaurus and I'll be like, uh, I'll say the sentence and I'll fill in with the synonyms. And if I like it, I'll keep it. I'll swap it out with that. Um, however, I, I do want to point out, guys, do not go Joey Tribbiani on your book. Do not replace every word with something from the thesaurus because you do not want to sign off your book with baby kangaroo <laughs> Joey so or baby kangaroo Tribbiani so if you caught that reference you get 100 points and if you didn't go watch friends thank me later so don't go Joey Tribbiani with the thesaurus um word Microsoft Word itself I believe has a built-in thesaurus so you can kind of use that um I do not use Microsoft Word for my writing so I could not utilize that, but Google has a thesaurus. There's literally a thesaurus, like you can go like thesaurus.com or Merriam-Webster and go to the thesaurus. Very easy to find. You could pull out a literal thesaurus and just have one at your desk to swap out words. So thesaurus is gonna be your best friend in this. So that's how you do that. <laughs> um, if you cannot replace the word, then that's when it gets to stay. When you cannot have another word replace that word, 
and make it better or sound better or sound stronger, then the word gets to stay. The swap out method has really helped me use words like literally and actually in better ways instead of filler words. So when I'm writing and, I and my character uses the word literally, she means literally. She's being dramatic. She's like, you literally did this. Instead of her thought process constantly saying the word literally. It actually has its intended meaning and it adds value as opposed to taking away because the reader is reading it all the time. To give another example of like real life words I've noticed too much. I'm currently listening to an audiobook and the author uses the phrase I shucked out of his grasp every five seconds. Not only is someone like always touching this character, but anytime they grab her, she's constantly shucking out of their grasp, shucking out of their arms, shucking along from uh, like away from their side. And I'm just like, I don't even know what that looks like at this point. Like, I can't even envision it because I've heard it so much that every time the, the narrator says it, I kind of cringe and I'm like, Ugh. so find better words, guys. <laughs> and that's what the thesaurus is for. This is why I'm talking about crutch words. Swap them out. The only crutch word, and it's not even really a crutch word. It's like a, you're told to do this, but for the intended purpose of things that I'm currently like, the way I'm defining crutch words, this word would fall under a crutch word. The only crutch word that you need to let live in your stories is the word said. I've seen and heard from multiple authors and editors and other writers that using said a hundred times is better than using other dialogue texts. As readers, we sort of block out that word said and we don't notice it as we would other crutch words. However, if we start seeing explained, question, ask, debate it over and over and over again, we will notice that. We block out said, but we'll notice in a fight, well, he questioned. And then two sentences later, I questioned. Question, question. You're just like, whoa, do any of you guys know anything? But if it's constantly said, we block it out. We don't feel like we're reading it as much. So keep said and replace the rest, my friends. I'll also be talking about crutch words on Instagram this week. So hop on over to my feed and tell me your crutch words and maybe we can help each other think up of replacements for our crutch words. Like, what would you replace literally with? <laughs> I'll catch you guys next time. Happy writing.